Welcome to the Dr. White Show podcast for developing a long-lasting, happy relationship is the status symbol to achieve, and following my six marriage steps is a path to help get you there. I'm your host, Dr. Wyatt Fisher, a licensed psychologist specializing in marriage counseling. If you want more love and less conflicts, I have an app for that called Keep the Glow. Download it wherever you get your apps. A new review came in, and I always love to share reviews because it's encouraging for me when I get a review, and it might be encouraging for you if you're new to the podcast. This is what it says. I recently found Dr. Wyatt on Instagram and love his short video tips, which prompted me to search for his podcast. I have listened to many, but his is by far my favorite. His advice is succinct and easy to understand and follow. Listen, and you won't be disappointed, and your relationship will improve. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your feedback. I appreciate your reviews. If you haven't already left a review, please do so today at the end of this podcast episode. It takes 30 seconds, and I greatly appreciate it because it shows me this podcast is making a difference. Okay, today we're gonna talk about three steps to becoming an amazing partner. Do you want to become an amazing partner? Of course you do. That's why we get married so that we can have a happily ever after type of relationship. All of us wanna have the Disney kind of relationship where we're in love, we're happy, our needs are being met, but how do you get there? How do you do that? How do you accomplish that? We're not taught how to become effective partners. We need some training, we need some tools, we need some direction. You're taught how to become a good nurse. You're taught how to become a good teacher. You're taught how to become a good accountant, but you're not taught how to become a good partner. So let me show you how. So we're gonna go through these three steps today. And the first step that you have to consider if you wanna become a good, amazing partner is you have to ask your partner, what are their top three fillers? Now, I've talked about this in other places, and you may have heard me say this before, but I'm going to go through it again because it's that important. A filler is anything that's going to make your partner feel loved and satisfied. So some examples of fillers could be emotional intimacy, sharing power, affection, quality time, sexual intimacy. The list goes on and on. Words of affirmation. These are things that when you do them, it makes your partner feel loved. We all have a love bucket inside of us and your partner is the faucet. And usually when we're dating and courting, your partner has that faucet turned on full blast. They're doing all the right things. They're saying the right things. They're pouring water into your love bucket and your love bucket's getting fuller and fuller and fuller until it's filled. And that's when you fall in love. But over the course of your relationship, over time, your partner turns down the faucet to a trickle, sometimes intentionally, sometimes unintentionally, so they're no longer filling up your love bucket. Then they start doing behaviors you don't like, which creates a hole in the bottom of your love bucket and water starts leaking out. So over time, that full love bucket gets lower and lower until it's dry. And that's when we fall out of love. That's when we're in winter. So the first step, to become an amazing partner is you have to find out what is your partner's fillers, their top three. Ask them today. If you haven't already, ask them, say, what are the top three things you need to feel loved in this relationship? What is that for you? 
If you wanna learn more about this, I wrote an article called Loveless Marriage. You can Google it, Loveless Marriage, and it'll walk you through nine common fillers. But it's not an exhaustive list, so you can come up with your own. But it'll get you thinking, which of these nine do I need? Which of these nine do I resonate with? Which of these nine fillers resonate with me? We all have them, and they come from different places. Sometimes we need certain fillers to feel loved because that's how we were loved growing up. Affection might be an example of that. You may say, I need affection to feel loved, and that might be because you got a lot of it growing up. So as a young person, you equated love means affection. Or it could be the opposite. Maybe you never got affection growing up and you always wanted it, and it created a hole in your soul, and that's why you need it today. And so that's another way to think about these fillers. It's usually either how we got love growing up or how we never got it growing up, but we always desired it. So if you wanna become an amazing partner, step one is asking your partner, what are the top three things you need to feel loved in this relationship? It's called the fillers. Because once you hear those and do those, that's gonna fill up your partner's bucket. Number two. Provide the fillers. You don't wanna just hear what the fillers are, you want to actually provide those fillers. So for example, if your partner says one of the fillers are affection, if that's one of them, your goal is to find out how to start providing affection. And this is where it's easy to make assumptions. Your partner may say affection, but you may not quite know what that means, or how that looks, or how to provide it. And so you have to ask questions. What are some examples of affection? What does affection look like to you? What's the ideal way for me to touch you? This is something I've had to learn in my relationship because my wife and I enjoy different types of touch. She enjoys really delicate, light tickles. I enjoy more firm and snug touch. And this is based on how both of us were raised. I was raised by a mom who was raised on a farm, and so she's more hardy and resilient. And so when she hugs, hugs me and touches me, it's always been more firm. She would pat me on the back or squeeze my arms or rub my shoulder firmly. So when I touch and give affection, it tends to be firm. My wife, on the other hand, she was raised by a mother who gave her really light tickles, all this delicate fingernail scratching, tickles. That's how she would give affection to my wife. And so that's the type of touch my wife likes. So for years, I would be thinking I was doing a good job with affection with my wife, and she would say, you're never affectionate. I'll say, what do you mean? I'm giving you bear hugs, I'm slapping you on the back, I'm squeezing your arms. I'm giving you affection all the time. And she would say, that's not the type of touch that I want. I want light tickles. And I hate light tickles personally. But I had to get over that and realize this isn't about me. This is about my wife's filler for affection. So if I wanna fill up her bucket, I need to learn how to give her affection in the way that she wants it. So when your partner tells you these three fillers that they want, be careful that you don't assume you know what they mean because you probably have your own interpretation of what those fillers are and how that's gonna look and you're probably wrong, like I was wrong. So make sure you ask your partner. Ask them for examples of what they're looking for. Ask them for what that would look like to them 
and then take notes so that you know what they're looking for. Now, this look goes into number three, and number three is getting feedback on the fillers. So you've asked them what the fillers are, then you start providing those fillers, that's number two, and then we get to number three, which is you wanna get feedback on the fillers. So the feedback is really important. The feedback is gonna provide accountability because you don't wanna just ask them what the fillers are, and then you're starting to provide those fillers because you also have to ask how well you're doing on those fillers. Otherwise, you're gonna be making assumptions again, thinking you're doing a good job, or you're doing it well, or you have it figured out, but most likely you don't. Learning how to provide fillers for your partner is a learning curve. Because even after you hear them give you examples, it's gonna take a while for you to actually learn how to do it in an effective way that they want. And that's where the feedback comes in. So I encourage couples once a week, ask your partner, how am I doing on this filler? What's my number for the past week? 10 is the best, zero is the worst. You wanna ask them, what number would you give me on the pa- over this last week on providing that filler for you? 10 being the best, zero being the worst. Then ask them, what's one thing I did right? Then ask them, how can I improve? So those are the three questions you wanna ask per filler once a week. What was my number? What did I do right? And how can I improve? You need that weekly feedback to slowly get better at providing their fillers because they're gonna provide all sorts of feedback and you're gonna need that feedback. The good feedback is important so that you know what you're doing right. That's gonna encourage you to do it more. And the constructive feedback is important so you know how to improve. Now, when you get that feedback, don't get defensive. Don't explain why or justify or counter blame. Just say, thank you for the feedback. And then you mull it over and think about, how can I improve on this? What's the takeaway for me? And remember, when you're trying to meet your partner's fillers, always do them in a way that's also gonna work for you so it's, a, it's sustainable. So I have to do this with my wife on affection. So once a week I'll ask her, what's my number on affection for the past week? She gives me a number and then I say, what did I do right? She tells me. Then I say, how could I improve? And she tells me. And then I can mull over that feedback and I think about it, I sift through it, and then I think about how can I do better for affection in a way that's also gonna work for me. So that's essential. And this past week was an achievement because this past week, when I was getting feedback from my wife's three fillers, I got a 10 on all three fillers. That's a rare occurrence. It's very, very rare to get a perfect score on all three fillers. But I did that, I achieved that. And even for me, someone who teaches this all the time, someone who helps couples, I'm a psychologist, Even for me, it's a constant work in progress because my wife's fillers are not my natural bent. It's not the natural thing on my mind. The natural thing on my mind is wanting her to meet my fillers. That's human nature. We all tend to be selfish by nature, but for me to be a good partner, I have to be more preoccupied with filling her bucket than her filling mine. So this last week, I got a perfect score on all three of her fillers. 
And that is a significant achievement because that shows I've been working at it. That shows I've been focused. That, that shows that I've been mindful of her and her fillers. And that doesn't happen every week for me. A lot of weeks, the numbers are lower because I take my eye off the ball or I start slipping back to my old patterns or I start making assumptions of what she needs with those fillers. So don't do that. That's why you need this weekly feedback to stay focused and mindful of how well you're doing and how you can improve. So this is how you become an amazing partner. So to go through it again, number one, you ask your partner for their fillers. Number two, you provide the fillers. And number three, you get feedback on how well you're doing on the fillers. Thank you for listening to the Dr. Wyatt Show podcast. If you enjoyed the episode, be sure to click the five stars and leave a review. For more resources, go to my website, drwyattfisher.com. And remember, your marriage is alive. If you care for it and nurture it, it will grow. But if you deprive it, it will wilt and die. The choice is up to you. Take care.